back to the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket, and we are happy to be with you here on a Good Sense Friday. Thanks again to Good Sense for feeding us today. Uh, with this opportunity, we'd like to take our chance here with our weekly visit with uh, Brian Munson of Husker Online in on three. Of course, it's been a busy day, a uh, busy week in general for Nebraska and their coaches, and we'll go ahead and jump right into it. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm good. Weekly visit, but a day late. So I, I appreciate the flexibility, but always good to kind of get this week wrapped up talking to you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's it's perfect because now we know of a commit that happened. So it was actually worked out perfectly. Absolutely. For us. <laughs> yeah, and Brian, how does it feel to be uh to if I told you that you were on our Aloe Fiber VIP line? Oh my goodness! Well, I I, I, I feel way more special now, especially since I'm driving through Kansas. I'm looking for that that reason to feel important. Now I do feel important. <laughs> um, but no, that's that's amazing right there. I mean, and I and I, I hear about free uh, a good lunch too. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've this is a great Friday. It. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we would like to thank the people at Aloe for, for, for helping us out with the Aloe VIP line now. So uh, we're, we're, we're testing it. We're not testing it out. It's, it's here to, it's We're here using to stay. it. We're using it, I'm but for the saying, first time. It's fantastic right. internet if you want to get yourself some, some high-speed internet. Perfect for gaming. Uh, zero lag, so now you, can't, uh, now you can't blame how bad you are at games on the lag. You just have to admit that you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hide behind that, that, that excuse anymore. Nope, oh, not anymore. <laughs> Not once you get aloe, but uh, uh, so uh, let's go ahead and start with the the commit from yesterday. I don't think it was a surprise. In fact, I think it would be quite a surprise if it went the other way, just where had where had things had had been going. But Mario Buford, of course, uh, brother of Marquise Buford, uh, commits to Nebraska out of Texas. Another one out of Texas. What is Nebraska looking for in Mario Buford, uh, and what is kind of the trajectory, I guess, uh, of him uh, when when he gets to Lincoln? Yeah, and he did his best to kind of give everybody the big fake yesterday with peeling off a DeSoto shirt, and all of a sudden he had an Oregon shirt, and he flashed the big O, and and then he peeled that off, and then it was kind of a kind of a, a Nebraska shirt that kind of had like the the markings like up on the chest, and you couldn't really read it very well, and then he then he grabbed the Nebraska hat and put it on. So I have to admit, my heart skipped a beat just for a minute <laughs> seeing that happen like that because. Mario Buford is incredibly important to this class. Um, he was obviously in for an official visit week uh, visit weekend last weekend. This was his sixth visit overall. This was so his sixth visit was his official visit, um, and that was really a group of you know a lot of defensive backs. You had William Nettles and Peyton Morgan and Amari Sanders and Dante Carter. You had all those guys coming in. You know there were three or four guys from the state of Texas alone. Um, that they had coming in, you know, last weekend, and, and I think Nebraska really would like to kind of tie things up and kind of, kind of, you know, finish things out when it comes to their secondary class. Um, and Buford is really important to that overall picture because they're not really recruiting Buford differently than like Pete and Morgan or Dante Carter. And if you talk to Carter or if you read my comments about Carter or Morgan, you know, Nebraska is telling them it's. It's defensive back. It's not cornerback. It's not safety. It's not nickel. It's not dime. You are going to play defensive back, which means you're going to move between various positions, and we're going to try to find ways to keep you on the football field 
and I think ultimately that's that's kind of a two pronged thing. Number one, you don't have to make all those personnel adjustments because you got guys that are just the ability to kind of move freely between spots and just kind of you know they, they've got that kind of athleticism and they understand the scheme. They should be able to do all that stuff. And I think number two, I think, and this is probably the really important part when it comes to like you know professionals coming in the NFL and they want to evaluate the talent of of a player. They'll have to go back and look at a defensive back and figure out, hey, he's, you know, a really good player, really good athlete. Don't really see him, you know, doing much beyond playing nickel or really more of a true safety. And not not having that ability to be multiple and have all the, you know, that ability to kind of roll between positions, I think does hurt their stock, you know, unless you're really more of like a lockdown boundary guy, um, which I, I think Buford has a little bit of that in him. He's a five foot eleven and a half. You know, cornerback, he's got a 75-and-a-half-inch wingspan. So he's going to play even taller than his nearly six-foot frame. Uh, and I think that that's one of the big reasons why he's just got to be a cornerstone, you know, in, on, in the 2024 class for the defensive part of the class. It's just that was a guy that Nebraska could not afford to miss on. They just don't have a lot of those other guys, you know, like that. And, and plus, this is the fourth Texas commitment in the 2024 class, and that's half of the entire class right now is from Texas. So pretty amazing how we've shifted gears and, and seen more players from the state of Texas already under Matt Rule. With him being you know, one of the bigger names in the 2024 class and getting him in the boat, um, having him do, doing some peer recruiting, I'm not saying you know in the next week or two, but uh, in the near future, should we expect or should we be um, ready to see maybe a few more people jump in the boat for Nebraska? Yeah, absolutely. I think that this, you know, you, you've got Roger Gradney in the class, and I've got some I've got some thoughts I'm kind of holding on to about Gradney until Tunnel Talk next week. Um, but with Buford, you know, there was a, it was a really important weekend to get all those those defensive backs together in Lincoln, and all of those guys acknowledged his commitment to Nebraska last night. That was one of the things as you know as you follow and you kind of turn your notifications on, you know, with Carter and Morgan and Nettles, they were all acknowledging. Buford jumping into the class. So this is one of those things now where I think, you know, Nebraska's kind of called their shot, probably told most of them, hey, look, this is our group. This is the group that we want. You know, you could go ahead and get into the class and kind of and kind of get us to shut down shop. Um, you know, and, and I think that all of them, you know, got a chance really to get to know each other, hang out a bunch. I think that they know, obviously, that, that Mario has an older brother up there. And it doesn't hurt that all those guys are from the from the state of Texas as well. So I do think that there's going to be some some positive things coming here in the coming weeks. I think really leading up to that big official visit weekend on the 23rd, and then you'll obviously see those positive things continue to happen into the month of July. Is there is there a position that that Nebraska is kind of circling, or people should look for that Nebraska really needs to get in this class? I mean, sometimes we kind of have that, and just with the corners, I know, um, you know, they they signed four in the class last year. Um, obviously, you kind of look, you're talking about corners and, and getting another haul of them here. Um, is there such thing as too many corners, or or is there is there a, you know are there certain positions you you wouldn't expect to see a whole lot of work toward in this class? Um, well, let me see here. Well, they've, uh, I, I think that they, you know, the, the linebacker position is interesting, obviously. Um, 
I, I think it's going to be a light number. Because I think I think a lot has to do with the fact that you're going from a three four to a three three five. So you, you have a little bit less of a number, particularly at that middle linebacker spot. You you've already got a guy like Willis McGahee that's that's already in, but he's more of a jack linebacker, you know. So kind of opposite that that edge or that guy that's going to be either working between the two point or three point. But I think really that Mike spot. I, I think that they're looking for one, but I don't think that there's there's a need to kind of overdo that. And I think a lot of that just kind of is the change of the scheme. Um, you know, I think that they they want to they want to get some more edge guys. They're still looking for interior guys like Carlin Jones, and they had Joseph uh, Anderson last week. Um, and obviously, they're looking for several tight ends in the class. And I think that that's going to maybe potentially impact you know maybe the overall size of the group. You know, when it comes to wide receiver, uh, it's going to be interesting how they kind of put all this math together because. I, you know, it, it shouldn't be a class that really gets up much past, you know, 20. Hmm. But right now you're already sitting at eight. And let's think about all the positions that we just talked about, you know, that, that they potentially still want to add to this group. It's going to fill up very, very quickly. And I think they're going to have to, like, you know, hit some sort of a, a, a pause button at some point to kind of figure out, you know, who else they're going to be kind of waiting on. You have those two offensive linemen coming in from Utah uh, for the Michigan game later in September. Um, it's going to be interesting how many of those guys want to kind of push out their visits because they've already seen Nebraska in the spring and they want to see Nebraska for a game day weekend. So uh, I, I, I think I think middle linebacker is a good spot where you could say like the number is going to be relatively low, and I think it has a lot to do with just the change in the alignment factor. Mm. Now another kind of thought here with uh, with last weekend, you already have the success of Buford committing, um, so a, a good weekend of, of you know with that haul um, uh, uh, that was here last weekend. Of course, I know that they have the twenty third kind of circled as their big weekend here in June. Uh, is there anything kind of in between those dates, or is that that kind of the uh, the, the the time that they're bringing in most of the players to visit? Yeah, you got a couple of really big official visitors to start out next week. I mean, obviously this is a big camp weekend. Um, you've got, you've really got no official visitors this weekend. You, you've, you know, Nebraska is going to be um, out there with with the camp guys, but then starting on like Monday and Tuesday next week, you have maybe two of their top offensive linemen, you know, coming in next week as for midday visits. You had. Mm. Caden Massey from Kansas, who's a big-time offensive tackle. And you have Cohen Eccles uh, from Texas, another offensive lineman, from, from uh, another player from the state of Texas that'll be that'll be up there in Lincoln uh, this weekend as well. And this will be his second time up there in Lincoln. I think he was up there for the spring game and picked up the offer then. And, and he actually went from kind of a below-the-radar guy to really popular once the Nebraska offer had come in. I think the very next day... After he picked up Nebraska, I think he picked up B&M and Houston, and I think Ole Miss followed suit as well. So um, I, I, I think that you obviously got to pay attention to those two guys uh, and, and the camp visit, the camp and the visitors that'll be there. You know, this weekend out of the camp, I, I would look maybe you know try to watch those 2025 and 2026 guys. I think Nebraska really wants to figure out. What's kind of going on in the area over the next two years when it comes to recruiting? I, I think that that's the part that, that maybe they're still trying to get their arms around uh, when it comes to kind of still getting up to speed and considering themselves, you know, uh, caught up when it comes to recruiting. 
Now, we did see, too, and I, I kind of wanted to ask you about maybe the California presence overall, because we saw yesterday the Big Ten scheduling yep. format. Iowa, the only permanent crossover. There was some talk about maybe, um, you know, a UCLA or USC joining the, 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 the fold. Maybe they would be a permanent crossover for Nebraska, which, you know, naturally you would kind of think would open up some avenues in California. Now, they are heading to UCLA, the Rose Bowl, in 2024, uh, doing the same thing at the Coliseum in 2025. So they'll be, they're going to start having more of a presence, obviously, in California, one way or the other. Um, but do you think it would have been beneficial for Nebraska to have an annual trip there, or um, are you are you think Nebraska's pretty happy with, with where things landed? Yeah, I think Nebraska has to be pretty pretty happy with where things landed. I mean, obviously, you know, the Big Ten extending their footprint out to California is going to carry with it some positives for all the programs because, you know, obviously you, get, you hear some of those regular complaints about how, you know, half the nation has gone to sleep by the time the Pac-12 schools are kind of kicking off. You don't have that kind of kind of same problem when you're when you're kind of slotted into a Big Ten network game. Um, so that's going to help out. And, and I think obviously then you start talking about the Big Ten footprint just kind of kind of moving out there a little bit more when it comes to those games regularly out there in Pasadena, Series LA. In Nebraska, I mean, really quickly, I mean, obviously Nebraska is, is hoping to kind of parlay California teams, but they also they also really want to do well in recruiting. Nebraska's actually done fairly well in recruiting when it comes to California. They, they, they've been able to, to grab some fairly significant guys and get them to Lincoln, you know, on their own dime for unofficial visits. You know, Aiden Breland and Brandon Baker and, and Nate Frazier. Um, a lot of guys that were like the top players at their own position. Uh, so, and, and, and there are there are guys that are, you know, from the, from the market of Louisiana, of, of, excuse me, of Los Angeles that they don't they don't want to stick around. They don't want. They don't plan on going to USC or UCLA. They want to leave the state, or they want to go someplace else. I, I don't. I don't think Lincoln Riley or Chip Kelly can keep them all home. And I think Nebraska and the rest of the Big Ten are, are, are really happy about that, and they, and they want to go in there and try to find ways to to keep them in the Big Ten. Uh, one final question for you too. I know they have. Uh, they're kind of involved in satellite camps uh, again yep. this year, which. You know, it's kind of been on and off. What's kind of changed about satellite camps um, from, you know, kind of the Jim Harbaugh? It was like, I don't know, 10 years ago. I don't even know how long ago it was now. <laughs> Eight years ago, whatever. Uh, when satellite camps were kind of this new big deal and Jim Harbaugh was taking advantage of it more than anybody else. It, are satellite camps still, um, you know, kind of at that level? Or, or what kind of changed about the viewing on those? Well, I, I think it really comes down to sometimes to preference. It's, it's, it is costly. It's expensive to kind of to kind of have to do it, and um, I, I think it really you have it really what really matters is is you're getting the value out of it, and I think what people have to understand about Matt uh, Rule and his staff, you know, uh, going to a, a satellite camp, Nebraska has a, a unique way of kind of promoting themselves by putting that coaching staff into an area where, you know, the, the coaches of that school, the coaches of the local high schools and the players of that area, you know, don't necessarily get a chance to, to meet and talk to those guys. I mean, I think Nebraska's obviously been very active in the state of Texas. But, you know, this last week when they were in Belton, uh, which is kind of, you know, south of Waco, between Waco and Austin, and then they were at Houston Christian, um, they, they had a great opportunity to kind of get out there. They made some offers. Uh, and I think that just overall, from the people that I had talked to, whether it was just the people that were 
picking up offers or talking to Sean and, and, and Steve Sipple about things, the way that they are, you know, the way that they kind of handled themselves, the, the way that they were, uh, the way that everybody else was kind of talking to them or how they spoke about them after there, it's really a great way to sell Matt Rule in Nebraska, in Texas, to have them get out there and have those types of opportunities. I know that there's another mega camp coming up. I think it's in Philadelphia. Um, and they'll take part in that one, too. It wouldn't be as big uh, as the ones that were just this last week. Uh, but I think it's one of those things that Nebraska has to keep in mind, maybe try to double down on here a little bit. You know, you got the big one in Lindenwood, Missouri. There's a big mega out there at Abilene Christian. Um, there's another one, big big one on the east side of Dallas at Texas A&M Commerce. Um, there's, there's some really good opportunities, I think, to get into some nice areas where Nebraska would have uh, not just an opportunity to see some guys they wouldn't typically see, but they can obviously promote themselves as coming off as being one of the more genuine staffs around the nation. Absolutely. Uh, fantastic stuff from Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three. Thanks you for our weekly visit. As we always say, always entertaining, always informative. Thanks, Brian. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you. All right, there he goes. Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three. Always great to get caught up in the latest in recruiting. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for the crossover. We'll have Nick Sander jump in and talk uh, talk probably a little bit more about this Big Ten scheduling, what it means for the future of Nebraska. Of course, that 2025 schedule looms large. Yeah. Looks like a gauntlet. So we'll talk a little bit about that coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.